Screenless. Giles Paley Phillips, award-winning author, rock guitarist, podcaster. <laughs> Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Hi. So I started laughing there because those kind of introductions always <laughs> make me giggle because I don't ever... Imposter syndrome kicks in very early, early doors. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, they all have creativity running through them, which actually is something that's really run through your entire adult life, isn't it? Well, it has. Actually, do you know what? I, I came to... I mean, music was my first kind of foray into creativity, but I came to it quite late. It's funny enough, my, I was playing the guitar in the conservatory this morning. I haven't picked it up much, actually, since we've been in lockdown. And I always forget how much of a a nice thing it is to just sit and play in a quiet room. Um, so, yeah, I did that this morning and just got up. And uh, There's quite good acoustics in the conservatory as well, so it was nice, echoey kind of sound. You favour the, the, the rock guitar, don't you? I do, yeah. Uh, I was having a little listen... The other day to your band Burnt House. Burnt House, yes, yeah, certainly, yeah. Well, kind of always been into American alt rock stuff, alternative, post hardcore, um, punk, yeah. um, metal. That's kind of always been my bag. But I mean, I have an eclectic taste in music. I like all sorts of stuff. But my son was saying to me, "When did you start playing the guitar?" Because he's sort of tentatively wanting to learn. Hmm. And I said, "I didn't start really learning until I was about sixteen, seventeen. I think I'd done some lessons at primary school and." It, I remember we had to learn green sleeves. And I think that just put me off. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with green sleeves, but it just, I think, I just thought, this isn't for me. And then it wasn't until I went to college and I met, I guess, met some very like minded people. And we were into the, you know, I got into the whole sort of um, American rock scene and particularly around sort of grunge stuff, the yeah. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, that kind of thing. And so, um, and that really opened my eyes to it all. And then I was really ravenous to learn the guitar. And that's how I kind of spiralled into my whole creative life has been yeah. from that moment. Yeah, really. you, um, you've you obviously been in uh, a band mm. and you later became an award-winning author mm. and as a podcaster. Do you find that creativity you felt starting out has evolved or is it kind of the constant that connects all the different things you've done? I'm always willing to try new things. Uh, it's always been something that I've liked doing is, is dipping my hand into new things. I tend to keep still doing the other stuff as well, which is um, obviously ends up taking up quite a lot of my time because I still play in a band. I still write. I'm obviously doing podcasting now. I'm sure there'll be something else in two or three years times that I'll try to do. So it does tend to be that I will try what, you know, I'm looking, always looking to do new things, but at the same time, I I don't want to, let go of the stuff that I'm already doing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You mentioned the the podcast Blank, which you mm, started in yes. uh, uh, 2018. Why mm. did you start the podcast, and what what's it about for the for the 12 listeners in the world who haven't heard it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was that smaller number. So it kind of came about. I'd wanted to do a podcast for pretty much since podcast started. I remember I. Around the same time I started writing, actually, I was working at a toy shop and me and one of my colleagues, we used to listen to quite a few podcasts. I think I got my first iPod around that time and I started listening to, I think one that a lot of people listened to around that time was the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, yeah. There were some other really good comedy shows as well. Uh, and it really started thinking, oh, okay, this is cool. This is like we can, 
anyone can kind of start their own radio show. That was the kind of, you know, the idea of it, really. And it was that kind of DIY spirit. I suppose streaming, music streaming came around sort of around the same time as well. And people were starting to do a lot more DIY stuff. I've always been into the, like the DIY scene. I'm a big fan of Billy Childish and the sort of stuckest art scene where yeah, they just make stuff. They're just doing stuff and they put it out there. Mm. There's a band I love called Fugazi as well who who do all their released all their own albums would do their own tour managers they would when they put tours on they would they you know collect the money themselves everything it was all, so mm. I, I quite like that diy kind of spirit and so yeah so that's kind of um, this is a long no 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 not at all but, no it's yeah. kind of handmade isn't um, it <laughs> yeah yeah and i think you know podcasts obviously the same as well and um yeah so i've always wanted to do one for about you know 12 years and i think they kind of dipped out of favor a little bit people stopped listening to them and then there were hardcore people like sort of Adam Buxton and several others mm. that were still doing them and making them. And then they've had a bit of a, again, in the last few years, had a bit of a resurgence. And it really was about wanting to talk about creativity, actually, to start with. I was going through sort of writer's block sort of thing. And I talked to Jim Daly, who's my co-host and co-producer on the show. And he was, uh, he's a stand-up comedian and he was having problems with getting back into stand-up and want having a bit of fear about going and doing stand-up comedy again. And so we had these kind of comparable kind of problems with our creative lives. And we wanted to sort of delve in and see if we could sort of garner sort of ideas and tips and ideas from other people, but also it to be like a, a chance to meet some of our heroes, people that were inspired, were inspired by um, and sit with them in a room and just have a chat over a cup, a bit like we are today. Yeah. Um, and learn a bit about their lives and what they do and and then sort of segue into talking about their creative lives. Although it has turned out that we do talk to people that aren't creatives as well. We talk to sports people, we've had politicians on, so and business people. So we really tried to sort of throw the net out quite wide with it because, you know, I think everyone will, will kind of understand the idea of how, going through a difficult moment in their in their lives and that being the blank moment. And the, and we, we say blank moment in, and it's become quite um, a word that, it's not always easy to pinpoint a particular thing on, yeah. but it, it's turned out that it's meant to a different thing to a lot of people. Yeah, I know what you mean about talking to lots of different people. Can it can kind of kickstart your creativity, can't it? I'm, I'm finding that mm. myself now with um, just the variety of guests, but with that creative thread, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, Charles, people know you probably best mm. as the author of books uh, like The Fearsome Beastie, which is uh, the winner of many awards. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as several picture books for kids. More recently, though, you wrote a book mm. for a more grown-up audience. What's that about? Yeah, so it's um, it's a book that I've... A lot of it is about my own experiences with loss. I lost my mum when I was six, and um, I'd wanted to write a book. I, years and years ago, I'd written a book about a book of poetry. It was kind of poetry. It was kind of cross between poetry. It was, some of it was lyrics. Mm. It wasn't particularly great, I have to say, but I sold it. I did. I sort of self-published it. And the money, I raised the money and went to Leukemia Research because that's what my mum had, unfortunately. And so I'd wanted to do a more linear story based on those those experiences of my own that would be sort of semi-autobiographical, but there would be sort of fictional elements to it too. And so it kind of came about because I'd, I've always been into poetry, I've always been into verse, and I started reading a lot of American verse novels Um which aren't so popular in this country, but yeah. in America, like particularly in the teen genre, there's quite a lot of authors doing verse novels. Um, and there are other 
sort of adult authors that started writing in verse, Vikram Seth being one of them. And so I really thought, well, this is an interesting way of telling a story. I like the idea of using language to convey the story rather than plot. I wanted to write something that people could read in one sitting. So there's all these elements and I wanted to talk about this, you know, my own story. And so, yeah, about 12 years ago, I started writing it. Um, was very tentative about showing anyone. I eventually showed my agent about three or four years later when I kind of fleshed out a first draft and she said she thought it was pretty good. And so we did, and then we ended up sending it out to various publishers and, you know, the normal thing, we got quite a few rejections back. Lots of editors saying, oh, we love it. Um, and then lots of sales teams yeah, yeah. saying, no one's going to buy this. <laughs> Ain't it always the way? Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, it wasn't commercial, all that kind of stuff. But in the end, we found uh, we found a home with Unbound. And um, yeah, and, and it's just come out. Ironically, it's come out just before we got into lockdown. Mm. A lot of the story is about isolation and being apart from someone because of ill health. Um, the main protagonist has pneumonia. Um, I had pneumonia when I was very young and I couldn't see my mum because she was going through chemotherapy and so we had to be apart for quite a long time. So a lot of the story is about that and being apart from loved ones. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of strange, serendipitous kind of moment that's come out now, really. Yeah. And talking about our current situation, you have been, you've been busy, haven't you? (laughs) I have. Strangely, I've been very busy. (laughs) I noticed you, well, one, uh, because you're, you're very active on Twitter, uh, so I'll follow you there. But uh, one was a digital care package that you got together, which uh, I thought was a really nice idea. Well, yeah, I've done it for a few friends in the past, but I thought I'd expand it a little bit so there was a lot more stuff on there. But I just thought the technologies that are at hand for us at the moment to be able to connect with people. And I just thought, actually, do you know what? A lot of what people really want at the moment, certainly from my own experience, is is distractions and and things to to do, particularly as we're all sort of shut them up in home so I wanted to put things on there that were you know that would be useful for people while they're, while they're sort of trying to while away the hours a little bit so yeah and I tried to I've obviously sent it out to as many people as who's wanted it really so yeah it was it was nice to put it together and, and hopefully some other people have got had some fun with it yeah the other thing that you released was a free audiobook that helps children to understand the current situation and it, it contains a line i feel will sum up how things are in years to come which was um we all came together even though we were apart and i thought that was a a great line to to sum up the the weirdness that you know this kind of contradictory situation we find ourselves in yeah well we really wanted to make the story about connectivity um and the idea that you know as a global community that we you know to get through this we're gonna we are gonna have to come together with each other we're gonna have to put ideas together we're gonna have to reach out to each other so all these different elements we really want to put we want it to be also to be like sort of practical advice mainly about trying to sort of convey Mm. the idea of what's going on to 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 younger children in a a reassuring and comforting way but yeah certainly the idea of connectivity was very much something i wanted to talk about Mm. and um, i mean it's called in this together and um, yeah it's free to download from the Tony's website, um, tonys.com. I'll, I'll just quickly read it out. So I'm doing Fantastic. my like, PR bit. But yeah, it's tonys.com. So it's T-O-N-I-E-S.com. And then it's backslash staying dash in dash tune. Yep. And that's a free download. It is. It's absolutely free. So yeah, go and grab it. Fantastic. So speaking of online, where can people find you and your work? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, where do you start? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you, all my books are available on most 
bookshop websites. Um, I always try and get people to buy books from Big Green Books, which is who's on Twitter. So at, at Big Green Books, who's a, an independent bookseller. So yeah, get, if you want to get one of my books, you can get them from him. But then the usual places, Waterstones, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Music, you can find Burnt House on Spotify. It's got a few tracks on there. And um, I quite like the, uh, is it the Sun King? Sun Makers. Sun Makers. Yes. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Great song. Great Thank song. You. That's like very that. kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. And so, yeah, just the usual places, I guess, to find my stuff. And obviously, Blank, you can find um, on all your Blank pod platforms. Yeah. And it's Blank Podcast with Giles Paddy Phillips and Jin Daly. Fantastic. Well, I shall uh, include those links in the show notes as well. Thank you. That's very kind. But for now, Giles Paley-Phillips, thank you ever so much for joining me for a cuppa. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.